Okay, gracious be to our loving God that we are able to gather once again to study the words of Yahuwah Abba. In the past weeks, we have been discussing, actually I should say in the past months, we have been discussing all about Sabbath because it's a forgotten commandment that Yahuwah included in his Ten Commandments. It's a commandment so special, Yahuwah separated it or set it apart as the sign for his covenant people. And the covenant people of God are the ones who have a relationship with him. So because he gave this link between Sabbath as a sign of his covenant people and the people of Israel as his people, even during these last days through Mashiach Yahushua, we know Sabbath is indeed an important part of the commandments of Yahuwah Allahim. Of course, there are many religious groups today who do not believe that Sabbath should be observed during the Christian era. And we discussed part one of what the position of Iglesia Ni Cristo as presented by Brother Bob Kaleem is. And so we will continue now to analyze the second part of it. Actually, this is part two. Next week, we will have part three. So this is a three-part series. Today, we'll have part two. We will go to the middle part of Brother Bob's argument concerning the Sabbath. So go ahead and listen to a clip of the video from That's in the Bible. It's hosted by Brother Bob Kaleem, the minister of the gospel of the Iglesia Ni Cristo. Can we even pinpoint in the Bible specifically where God actually gave the instruction to stop it, where he took away or retracted the commandment? In Hosea 2.11, the Bible answers this way. I will put an end to all her festivities, her annual and monthly festivals, and her Sabbath celebrations, all her religious meetings. Dear friends, that was God himself speaking very clearly, saying, I'm going to put a stop to it. And the prophet Jeremiah also gave testimony further to God's decision to put an end to the observance of the Sabbath. What did he have to say? The prophet Jeremiah in uh, the book of Lamentations, chapter 2, verse 6, he smashed to pieces the temple where we worshipped him. He has put an end to holy days and Sabbaths. King and priest alike have felt the force of his anger. So, dear friends, what does this show? Well, it shows after the Israelites turned away from God, their observance of the Sabbath had become actually abominable in the sight of God. The Sabbath ended completely, and the Sabbath was never again commanded to be observed after the time of the Israelites. Okay, so brothers and sisters, that's uh, what is presented by the Iglesia Ni Cristo, their official stance concerning the observance of Sabbath. And Brother Bob Pelin uh, pointed out certain conclusions based upon his biblical readings. And we're going to analyze and look at what he says and ask the question, is this true? And so let's go ahead and present what he said. He said, first of all, can we even pinpoint in the Bible specifically where God actually gave the instruction to stop it, where he took away or retracted the commandment? So the assumption is, Yahuwah God, he retracts the commandment of God to observe Sabbath. He believes, and the Iglesia Christ believes, that God actually gave the instruction 
to stop the Sabbath. This is why he put on his graphic, God gave the instruction to stop the Sabbath. Now, what was his basis in making this conclusion that God gave the instruction to stop the Sabbath? He cited the book of Hosea, chapter 2 and the verses 11. Let's read Hosea 2, 11. This is what he put out there on his screen. He says, I, uh, the Bible says in Hosea 11, uh, 2, 11, I will put an end to all her festivities, her annual and monthly festivals, and her Sabbath celebrations, all her religious meetings. So after reading Hosea 2, verse 11, what was his conclusion? Dear friends, that was God himself speaking very clearly, saying, I am going to put a stop to it, referring to the Sabbath. So according to Brother Bob Pelin, Hosea chapter 2, verse 11, clearly, unambiguously teaches that Yahuwah himself said, I'm going to stop the Sabbath. But is that what it actually says? Let's go back and read Hosea. Chapter 2 and the verses 11. I will put an end to all her festivities, her annual monthly festivals, and her Sabbath celebrations, all her religious meetings. That's what it says in Hosea 2 11. You can read it on the screen. Did Yahuwah God explicitly say he's going to put an end to Sabbath? Is that what you read on the passage? It's not to be found, is it? Nowhere in Hosea 2.11, nowhere in the entire scriptures, can we read Yahuwah Abba saying he's going to put an end to Sabbath. What does Hosea 2.11 say and what does it not say? Well, this is what it says in Hosea 2.11. What will God do? He will put an end to her festivities. You notice that? I will put an end to her Sabbath. And so it's very clear. God does not say he will put an end to Sabbath. What he does say is he will put an end to her Sabbath. And so what has been put an end to is her Sabbath, not the commandment of observing the Sabbath. Now, what is this her referring to? We know Hosea is a prophet. God sends prophets to his people. All of Israel was split into two houses the house of Israel, and the house of Judah. God would send prophets either to Israel or to Judah. Hosea, when he was sent as a prophet, to whom did Yahuwah God send him to? Was it Israel or was it Judah? And what was the purpose of Hosea in sending, what was the purpose of God in sending Hosea to Israel? Let's read Hosea 1 verse 2. When Yahuwah first spoke to Israel, through Hosea, he said to Hosea, go and get married. Your wife will be unfaithful and your children will be just like her. In the same way, my people have left me and become unfaithful. And so what, to, to, who, to which house uh, did Yahuwah send the prophet Hosea? House of Jacob, uh, house of Judah or the house of Israel? House of Israel. Now, what was the purpose of Yahuwah? in sending his prophet Hosea to the house of Israel because his people Israel, who was likened to a woman, his wife, became unfaithful. Israel left Yahuwah Abba. And so the message of Hosea to Israel is a message of judgment. This is why in Hosea 
chapter 2, 11 to 13, I will put an end to all her festivities, her annual and monthly festivals, and her Sabbath celebrations, all her religious meetings. I will destroy her grapevines and her fig trees, which she said her lovers gave her for serving them. I will turn her vineyards and orchards into a wilderness. Wild animals will destroy them. I will punish her for the times that she forgot me when she burned incense to Baal and put on her jewelry to go chasing after her lovers. Yahuwah has spoken. So what was the message of judgment that Hosea presented to the house of Israel? Yahuwah God says through Hosea that Israel, the house of Israel, not all of Israel, but specifically the house of Israel, that they will be judged, they will be punished by Yahuwah God. And included in this punishment is what? Putting an end to Israel's festivities, including what? The Sabbath celebrations. In other words, Yahuwah God is taking away the privilege of observing the Sabbath celebrations as a people of God. Does it mean that Yahuwah God has abolished the Sabbath? What is your answer? No, it's like this, brothers and sisters. If, for example, your driver's license has been revoked because you're a drunk driver. I'm not saying you're drunk drivers, but just for as, as an example, if your driver's license has been revoked, does it mean that driving has been put to a stop, right? Of course not. It just simply means the one whose license was revoked has lost his right or privilege to Drive. And so when Israel was told by Yahuwah through Hosea that your festivities has been put an end to, what does that mean? Yahuwah God is telling the people of Israel, your right and privilege as my people is being revoked. Does it mean that Sabbath is abolished? No. God put an end to Israel's Sabbath celebrations, not because the Sabbath commandment has been stopped but because Israel lost the right and privilege to worship God because of their infidelity and idolatry. And so what did God decree concerning the house of Israel? Second Kings 17, 18 to 20. So Yahuwah was very angry with Israel and removed them from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah was left. So what did God decree? Because of the infidelity, the idolatry of the house of Israel, Yahuwah rejected them from his presence. He rejected them as his people, giving them over to Assyria to be captives of Assyrians and spread throughout the world. This was the judgment of Yahuwah Abba against the house of Israel. But did you notice what the Bible teaches after Yahuwah rejects Israel, the house of Israel? What does he say? He says only the tribe of Judah was left. So there is still the house of Judah. In Hosea, what does Yahuwah God say concerning Judah? Let's go back to Hosea 1, 6 to 7. And she conceived again and bore a daughter. Then God said to him, call her name Loruhamah, for I will no longer have mercy on the house of Israel, but I will utterly take them away. Yet I will have mercy on the house of Judah. will save them by Yahuwah their God and will not save them by bow nor by sword or battle, but by horses or horsemen. Yes, Yahuwah rejected Israel 
but he had the house of Judah. The house of Judah after the Assyrian captivity represented the people of Israel or the people of God. And so Judah remained in the presence of Abba. Israel, the house of Israel was rejected. They were removed from the presence of Yahuwah. Judah was left. When was Israel taken captive to Assyria? About 722 BC. But at this point, does it mean that God stopped the observance of Sabbath? No, because Judah was there. When Yahuwah God says to Israel, I will put an end to your celebrations and to your observance of Sabbath, he did not put an end to Sabbath. He was merely taken away the right and privilege of the house of Israel. The commandment to obey or to observe Sabbath continued. What is the proof? Well, if Hosea was the prophet that was sent to the house of Israel, was there also a prophet that was sent to the house of Judah? Was there? Yeah. What's his name? Who was the chief prophet that was sent to the house of Judah? This was after Hosea. Who was that? Yeah, Jeremiah. Jeremiah 1, 17, 18. Get ready, Jeremiah. Go and tell them everything I command you to say. Do not be afraid of them now, or I will make you even more afraid when you are with them. Listen, Jeremiah. Everyone in this land, the kings of Judah, the officials, the priests, and the people will be against you. But today I am giving you the strength to resist them. You'll be like a fortified city, an iron pillar and a bronze wall. They will not defeat you, for I will be with you to protect you. I, Yahuwah, have spoken. Who was the prophet that was sent by Yahuwah Abba to Judah? It was the prophet by the name of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah's work to be done in Judah would not be easy. Did you notice what Yahuwah God told Jeremiah? Everyone in the land... They were united. They practiced unity, right? Because the kings, the officials, the priests, the people, they were all united. United in what? In neglecting the commandments of God. Because you would expect, because of what happened to the house of Israel, that the house of Judah will learn. But what does the Bible say about the people of God? They're quite, kind of stubborn, right? Hard-headed. They don't learn from their mistakes. And so he sends Jeremiah. And he tells Jeremiah, everyone in that land will be against you. Everyone in that land is going to be against what you teach, but you have to teach anyways. Don't worry, Jeremiah. Yahuwah says, even though you're by yourself and you're going against the kings, the king of Judah, the officials, the priests, and the people, I will be with you. And so Jeremiah, although he's by himself, he boldly proclaimed and preached the word of God to Judah, even if it meant he was resisted by every single one of them. Now, what was presented by Jeremiah? What commandment did he specify and emphasize to the people of Judah? Jeremiah 17, 20 to 24, say to them, hear the word of Yahuwah, O kings of Judah, and all the people of Judah, and everyone living in Jerusalem who come through these gates. This is what Yahuwah says. Be careful not to carry a load on the Sabbath day or bring it through the gates of Jerusalem. Do not bring a load out of your houses or do any work on the Sabbath. But keep the Sabbath day holy as I commanded your forefathers. 
yet they did not listen or pay attention. They were stiff-necked and would not listen or respond to discipline. But if you are careful to obey, declares Yahuwah, and bring no load to the gates of the city on the Sabbath, but keep the Sabbath day holy by not doing any work on it. And so when Yahuwah sent the prophet Jeremiah to preach the word of God to the people of Judah, to the king of Judah, what was one of the teachings that he emphasized? The observance of Sabbath. He said to them, be careful not to carry a load on the Sabbath day, but keep the Sabbath day holy as I commanded your forefathers. It's a good thing God sent Jeremiah, right? Because he carried out the work of God. What did he tell the people of Judah? He said, keep the Sabbath day holy. Observe the Sabbath day. I mean, if it was Brother Bob who would have been sent, what would he, what would he have said? This is what he would have said. Dear friends in Judah, God himself speaking very clearly saying, I'm going to put a stop to it. It's a good thing, right? Brother Bob was not the one sent. But you know what? It didn't really matter. I mean, if they sent Brother Bob or Jeremiah, it didn't matter. Why? The people of Judah, they were really hard-headed. And so they did not believe the prophet Jeremiah. They were united in rejecting the prophet of God. And so what eventually happened to Judah in 586 BC, their captivity in Babylon was complete. This is why in 2 Kings 17, 18, and 20, so Yahuwah was very angry with Israel and removed them from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah was left. They were supposed to have learned what happened to Israel. And even Judah did not keep the commands of Yahuwah their God. They followed the practices Israel had introduced. Therefore, Yahuwah rejected all the people of Israel. He afflicted them and gave them into the hands of plunderers until he thrust them from his presence. And so Yahuwah Abba, rejected both houses of Judah and Israel and rejected all the people of Israel. However, before Judah was cast away, the commandment of observing the Sabbath remained. And even after Judah was cast away, the commandment of observing the Sabbath remained. This is why when we test what Brother Bob said, Dear friends, that was God himself speaking very clearly, saying I'm, go saying I'm going to put, an end, put a stop to it, referring to the Sabbath. Is that what God said? No, he's referring to the taking away of the right and privilege as the people of God. Because the sign of the covenant is the Sabbath, of course, because they were being taken away. Because they were rejected by Yahuwah Abba, discarded from his presence. Of course, Yahuwah was going to take away the right and privilege to observe the Sabbath. But it doesn't mean that Yahuwah God commanded to put it into Sabbath. This is a false conclusion. However, he goes on to say and adds the following. He says, and the prophet Jeremiah also gave testimony further to God's decision to put an end to the observance of the Sabbath. What did he have to say? And then he cites Lamentations chapter 2 and the verses 6. He smashed to pieces 
the temple where we worship him. He has put an end to holy days and Sabbaths. King and priests alike have felt the force of his anger. And so he cites Lamentations 2 and the verse is 6. And then he concludes that Yahuwah has put an end to, his, to the Sabbath. Because after all, if you look at the words, it does mention there, he has put an end, right, to holy days and Sabbaths. There you go. Yahuwah God has put an end to holy days and Sabbaths. He put an end to the holy days and Sabbaths of the people of Israel. But he did not put an end to Sabbath. What's the proof? The phrase put an end, you cannot find that in the Hebrew text. That's only found in the today's English version. When you look at the original Hebrew text, this is what you find. He caused the solemn feasts and Sabbaths to be forgotten in Zion. He did not put an end to Sabbath. He caused the solemn feasts and Sabbaths to be forgotten where? In Zion. He doesn't put an end to the observance of Sabbath. This is why in the other translation, in the more accurate translation, New King James, he has done violence to his tabernacle as if it were a garden. He has destroyed his place of assembly. Yahuwah has caused the appointed feasts and Sabbaths to be forgotten in Zion. In his burning indignation, he has burned the king and the priest. This is very clear. He, it does not say he put an end to Sabbath. Instead, he says he has caused the appointed feasts and the Sabbaths to be forgotten in Zion. Why is that? Because they were in captivity. Where? In Assyria and in Babylon. They were no longer the people of God. And so they would forget the Sabbaths and the appointed feasts because the right and privilege to observe them has been removed. What was the purpose behind this? We read Lamentations 2.6. Let's read Lamentations 2.7. The Lord has spurned his altar. He has abandoned his sanctuary. He has given up the walls of our palaces into the hand of the enemy. They have made a noise in the house of Yahuwah as on the days of a set feast. The Bible says that Yahuwah has given Judah over to his enemies, not just Israel, but also Judah. And in so doing, he has rejected the people of Israel and have taken the right and privilege away from them to observe the Sabbath and to obey the commandments of Yahuwah Abba. However, can we even pinpoint in the Bible? And so he goes on. So when we look at the, his conclusion, the Sabbath ended completely. And the Sabbath was never again commanded to be observed after the time of the Israelites, right? And so he cites Hosea, then cites Lamentations, and he makes a conclusion. The Sabbath ended completely, and it was no longer again observed. It was no longer again commanded. Well, there's a big problem. He's going to contradict the scriptures after Jeremiah and after Hosea because the, the, the Bible goes on, right? You see, according to Brother Bob, after the captivity, which I'm assuming that's what he means when he says after the time of the Israelites, captivity, right? He, he concludes the Sabbath ended completely. The Sabbath was never again commanded to be observed. But there's a problem there because Jeremiah the prophet, what did he say about Judah? 
Jeremiah 29.10. This is what Yahuwah says. You will be in Babylon for, yeah, how long is that? Seven years. But then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised and I will bring you home again. And so the reason why the observance of Sabbath was put an end to as far as Israel and Judah are concerned. The commandments not been put away. But Judah and Israel, they have been put away. You see the difference there? It's the people who have been put away. It's the people who have been put a stop to. Not the Sabbath, but the people of Judah and Israel. They were being punished by God. But how long is the punishment of Judah? Bible says for seven years. After the appointed seven years, what will happen to the house of Judah and also the people of Israel? Bible says they will be brought back to their home again. And when they were being brought, when they were being returned to their homeland in Israel after the seven years, did the Sabbath stop? Let's read Chronicles 9, 1 to 2. So all Israel was listed in the genealogical records in the book of the kings of Israel. The people of Judah were exiled to Babylon because they were unfaithful to Yahuwah. The first of the exiles to return to their property in their former towns were priests, Levites, temple servants, and other Israelites. And some members of the clan of Kohath were in charge of preparing the bread to be set on the table each Sabbath day. And so when Yahuwah brought the remnants, the exiles from Babylon back to Jerusalem, what was being prepared for? The services, the worship of Yahuwah, including what? The observance of Sabbath. So Sabbath was not ended. The Sabbath was not put a, put, it was not stopped by Yahuwah. What was stopped were the people of Judah and Israel. But the Sabbath continues. This is why when they were brought back to the land, what did they do? They observed the Sabbath. What's the proof? Nehemiah 13, 17 to 18. Then I contended with the nobles of Judah and said to them, what evil thing is this that you do by which you profane the Sabbath day? Did not your fathers do thus? And did not our God bring all this disaster on us and on this city? Yet you bring added wrath on Israel by profaning the Sabbath. And so here's Nehemiah speaking to the exiles in Jerusalem. Remember, they came from Babylon. And Nehemiah reminds them that one of the reasons why Yahuwah God was so angry and exiled them to Babylon was because they desecrated the Sabbath. And so here they were not learning their lesson. So Nehemiah had to put his foot down. He had to declare to them the truth. Do not do what your forefathers had done when they desecrated the Sabbath. This is why Nehemiah, verse 22, he says, And I commanded the Levites that they should cleanse themselves and that they should go and guard the gates to sanctify the Sabbath day. Remember me, oh my God, concerning this also, and spare me according to the greatness of your mercy. And so after the Babylonian exile, what was observed by the exiles, by the remnants who came from Babylon? What did they observe? The Sabbath day. They continued to worship Yahuwah, Abba. But of course, Galatians and Christ, and Brother Bob can remove Nehemiah from the Holy Bible. That would be a 
good for them. But we can't do that, can we? It's part of the Bible, so we have to study it. You see, Nehemiah, did he come after or before the exile? Nehemiah. Because one might say, well, he probably came before the exile. Is he after or before the exile? After. Was he after or before Hosea and Jeremiah? After Hosea and Jeremiah. After the exile. What does that mean? It means even after the captivity, Yahuwah expected and commanded his people Israel to observe the Sabbath. This is why when we look at his conclusion, the Sabbath ended completely. And the Sabbath was never again commanded to be observed after the time of the Israelites. This is completely wrong. Absolutely wrong. But what else does he say about the Sabbath? Unfortunately, he even put it up as a graphic on his TV program. The Sabbath became abominable to God. Do you know what the Sabbath is? What's the Sabbath? That is a day of rest. That is the seventh day. And so Brother Bob is saying the Sabbath became abominable to who? God. Can you imagine that? I mean, how dare he, a person, a created being, say that something as special to God as a Sabbath day as abominable to God? You know how special the Sabbath day is to God? Let's read Genesis chapter 2, 2 down to 3. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work creating, the work of creating that he had done. You know, what we read there was Yahuwah God making the seventh day special. Holy, set apart, Sabbath day, a day of rest. When did God make the seventh day or the Sabbath day holy? When did God make that holy and set apart? Was it during Moses' time? No. Was it during Abraham's time? No. Was it during Noah's time? No. Since when? Since the very beginning. What we read in Genesis Chapter 2, which should give you a clue, is what Yahuwah God did right after creation. <laughs> right after creation. Brother Bob, you weren't even born yet. Right? What did God declare? He declares the seventh day is a holy day. It is a day loved by Yahuwah. This is why Yahuwah God set it apart as a day of rest. This was before the giving of the Ten Commandments. So even before the giving of the Ten Commandments. The Sabbath was already special to Yahuwah Elohim. And this is why you cannot say, oh, wait a minute, we no longer believe in the Ten Commandments. The Sabbath is part of the Ten Commandments. Therefore, the Sabbath day is abominable now to God. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Even during the days of creation, right? The seventh day, Yahuwah God declared it to be special. So on the very first days of creation, Sabbath was holy. How about the very last days of this earth? What does God say? Isaiah 66, 22 to 23. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, says Yahuwah. So shall your descendants and your name remain from new moon to new moon and from Sabbath to Sabbath. All flesh shall come to worship before me, says 
Yahuwah. And so in the beginning of days, what did Yahuwah declare? Yahuwah declared the Sabbath is holy, special. In the end of days, what does Yahuwah declare? Again, he has declared from Sabbath to Sabbath, all flesh. Just Hebrews. All flesh shall come to worship before me, says Yahuwah. So from the beginning of days until the end of days, the Sabbath remains special to Yahuwah Abba. This is why for those who truly love Yahuwah Abba, what does Yahuwah Abba say concerning the Sabbath even during the end times? Isaiah 58, Isaiah writes about the events of the end times. This is what he says in Isaiah 58. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as Yahuwah's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Then Yahuwah will be your delight. I will give you a great, I will give you great and great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance I promised to your ancestor Jacob. I, Yahuwah, have spoken. Yahuwah has spoken, and what Yahuwah says repeatedly throughout Scripture, from the days of the beginning of creation up until the end of days, and everywhere in between, Yahuwah has spoken. And what has been spoken of by Yahuwah? The Bible says, the Sabbath should be a delight to you, because it is a delight to Yahuwah, Abba. But somebody said, oh, Yahuwah says... It is now an abomination to Yahuwah. How dare he say that? That the Sabbath is an abomination to Yahuwah Abba. Please take note of the warning of Isaiah 5.20. You were doomed. You who call evil good and call good evil. Can you imagine? Yahuwah calls and refers to the Sabbath as holy, good, a delight. And then you will say the Sabbath is abominable to God. I mean, who are we going to believe? Brother Bob and Iglesia de Cristo? Or are we going to believe Yahuwah who spoke through Isaiah, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as Yahuwah's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day. I would rather believe what prophet Isaiah said. I'm going to reject what Iglesia de Cristo says, what Brother Bob says. Because as for me, what is more important is what Yahuwah says, right? And Yahuwah says that the Sabbath is an important commandment. It's part of the Ten Commandments. But you know, we're not surprised that Brother Bob and the Iglesia de Cristo would outrightly, explicitly reject Sabbath like this. Sabbath has become abominable to God. We're not surprised that they will say something like this. You know why? Because if you look at the screen, INC, Iglesia de Cristo, and Brother Bob subtract the Ten Commandments, uh, subtract the commandment from the Ten Commandments of God which we know is against the will of God, because in Deuteronomy 4.2, do not add to what I command you and do not subtract from it, but keep the commands of Yahuwah your God that I give you, right? And so we often cite when we were still, when I was still in the Iglesia de Cristo, by the way, I'm no longer a member of the Iglesia de Cristo, just in case there are those who might be saying, I'm, I am presenting myself as a minister of the Iglesia de Cristo, I'm not. <laughs> Okay, I used to be, but no longer. Okay, and I'm presenting to you, this is what we used to cite all the time. Do not add or subtract from 
the commandments of God. You know, when Moses said this, you know what he was referring to? What was he referring to? What was Moses referring to? When he says, do not add or subtract from it, what was he referring to? The Ten Commandments. Just read Deuteronomy 5 for yourself. Yahuwah God emphasizes, do not add or subtract from the Ten Commandments. Yahuwah God emphasizes, do not go to the left or to the right. What? The Ten Commandments tell us. But then they remove. They remove. Iglesia de Cristo and Brother Bob remove the commandment from the Ten Commandments, a special one about Sabbath, a day that is special to Yahuwah Abba, is now called an abomination? Oh, my. You know, we're not surprised. You know why? Because if you have been a member of the Iglesia de Cristo, you probably know about this. The Ten Commandments for members of the Church of Christ, Iglesia de Cristo, to safeguard our hope for salvation. Maybe that's the reason why they reject the Ten Commandments of Yahuwah. Because in the first episode of this series, Brother Bob said the Ten Commandments only apply to who? Ancient Israel, right? And so they believe it no longer applies to us. And so they take the liberty to say it no longer applies to us and say it is abominable before Yahuwah Abba. Well, that's why they have their own Ten Commandments. Well, let's go ahead and look at the Ten Commandments of the Iglesia de Cristo. This is what it says, Iglesia de Cristo, the Ten Commandments in preserving salvation. Well, what is commandment number seven? Notice commandment number seven. Yeah. What does it say there? Do not allow the house of worship remain in ruin. <laughs> okay, so they remove the Sabbath, right? And they add, do not allow the house of worship to be in ruins. Okay. Let's think about that for a while. Why do they reject again? The Sabbath and the Ten Commandments. They say it only applies to who? Ancient Israel. It doesn't apply to us Christians. Okay, so the Sabbath doesn't apply to us, but this does? <laughs> hey, guy, 1 Peter 11 applies to us, but not the, the Sabbath? Well, let's go ahead and read Haggai 1, 3 to 11. This is what it says. Then the word of Yahuwah came by Haggai, the prophet, saying, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in ruins? Now, therefore, thus says Yahuwah of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put into a bag with holes. Thus says Yahuwah of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says Yahuwah. You look for much, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why, says Yahuwah of hosts? Because of my house that is in ruins. While every one of you runs into his own house. Therefore the heavens above you withhold the dew. And the earth withholds its fruit. For I call for a drought on the land and the mountains. On the grain and the new wine and the oil. On whatever the ground brings forth. On men and livestock. And all the labor of your hands. And so 
the seventh command of the Ten Commandments of the Iglesia de Cristo to preserve your salvation, right? Seventh commandment is do not let the houses of worship to lay in ruins. And what's the text proof of that? Hey, guy, one, three, down to 11. Wait a minute. Does hey, guy, one, three, down to 11 apply to us? No. Sadly, it does not, right? And before we look at hey, guy, one, three to 11 further. Remember what Brother Bob said? He, Brother Bob said this, are you an Israelite that, were, that was enslaved in Egypt? Because the instruction was very clear to remember that he brought them out of their enslavement in Egypt. If you were there, if you were a slave in Egypt, you should be celebrating the Sabbath. If not, then not. Again, he confuses Sabbath with the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Not only does he confuse a Sabbath and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Glacian and Christo and Brother Bob, well, they don't understand the purpose of Sabbath, right? They don't understand that you don't have to be a slave. You didn't even have to be a slave during the days of Pharaoh and Israel and Egypt to observe the Sabbath. <laughs> that is not what the Bible teaches. This is a blatant error on the part of the Glacian and Christo and on the part of Brother Bob. But they say they still use that argument so that we are no longer required to observe the Sabbath. So they remove commandment number four. And then they add this. Haggai 1, 3, 11. Do you know when and for what reason the prophet Haggai was sent? When was, when was he sent? Was it before or after the captivity? After. What was the purpose of Yahuwah God in sending Haggai? It's because his temple after the captivity was no longer there. It had to be rebuilt. And so this command specifically were for that time for the temple of Yahuwah Abba to be rebuilt because it was destroyed during the days of Babylon. And this is why Yahuwah sent Haggai. This doesn't teach us that we should no longer that we should make it into a commandment that says we should not let the houses of worship remain in ruins or that this is a command to build houses of worship. There's nothing wrong with building a house of worship. It's nice. It would be nice to have a place of worship of your own, but don't turn it into a command, right? Because if you turn it to a command, what are you doing? You're adding what? A command. You subtract the Sabbath and you add this? During the Christian era, God never, he never gave the command to build houses of worship. Yahushua Christ never commanded the building of houses of worship. Yahushua even said in John chapter 4, time will come when you will not need a temple, right? You would not need to worship in this temple. You can worship everywhere and anywhere. And so God, the son of God, they never gave the command to build houses of worship. But then here's Iglesia de Cristo. What do they do? They take out the command to observe Sabbath. And they add commandment number seven. What is that? Do not allow the house of worship to remain in ruins. And they take Haggai, an Old Testament verse, and misapply it. That does not make any sense. But take a look at number 10, right? Do not oppose or go against the church administration. And they give you a biblical verse. 2 Timothy 3 verse 8. Wait a minute. Is that what 2 Timothy actually says? Does 2 Timothy teach us 
that we should not go against or oppose the church administration? Let's read 2 Timothy 3, verse 8. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these men oppose the truth. Men of depraved minds who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. So here, Apostle Paul makes a reference to Janus and Jambres, which, by the way, are not specifically mentioned in the Holy Bible. It's uh, a legend, but it, it was about Janus and Jambres. Supposedly, were these magicians who confronted Moses when he was uh, showing the, uh, the rod and, and making it into a, turning into a snake. Right, And so Janus and Jambu were magicians of the Pharaoh who opposed Moses. And so is this passage, 2 Timothy 3, 8, about the administration? Is it about the administration? What is it about? Well, let's go ahead and look at the context, 5 to 8. Let's read what it says before 3, 8. Let's read 2 Timothy 3, 5 and 8. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. They're the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over weak-willed women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning, but never able to acknowledge the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these men oppose the truth. Men of depraved minds who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. <laughs> so when you read 2 Timothy chapter 3 in the verses 8, what is the context? What is the conclusion of Apostle Paul? Apostle Paul is telling us to resist people who deny the power of God. They have the form of godliness. They have the form of religion. Nice big houses of worship, right? Externally, when you look at the religion, it looks nice, pleasing to the eye. But Apostle Paul says in the last day, beware of religions like that because they have the form of godliness, but denying its power. That's what Apostle Paul's talking about. How do they deny its power? They do not acknowledge the truth. You notice he said that? Always learning. They're learning a lot, but they don't acknowledge the truth. And to whom are they likened to? Like Janus and Jambres who oppose Moses. And so those who oppose the truth, those who reject the truth, they're rejecting the true power of religion. Do you know where we can find the truth? Where can we find the truth? The Holy Scriptures. What part of the Holy Scriptures? What part? Everything. Everything. Not just parts of it. I'm only going to pick this part here because this was the only one taught by the messenger of God, Brother Felix Manalo. This one here? Yeah, but you know, this one here, it wasn't taught by Brother Felix Manalo. I'm not going to accept that truth. And so they're selective. Learning, but they don't acknowledge the truth. What's the truth? It's found in the Holy Scriptures. Who are those who oppose the truth? They oppose Moses. Do you know how you can oppose Moses? How can you oppose Moses? What was given to Yahuwah Abba through Moses? It's called the law of Moses. What was it? The Ten Commandments. Can you imagine? They put as the last command, number 10. Do not oppose or go against the church administration, which is out of context, right? 
And then when you look at 2 Timothy 3.8, it's about what? It's about Apostle Paul warning people against those who reject the law of Moses, right? Isn't it ironic? This is why when you look at the, this new Ten Commandments, it's replacing what was Yeh what Yahuwah God gave to Moses. And that's pretty scary. When you have a religion who makes up their own Ten Commandments to replace the Ten Commandments that Yahuwah God gave to Moses, that's inside the Ark of the Covenant. Can you imagine that? They're the ones who are breaking 2 Timothy 3 and the verses 8. Because you completely replace the Ten Commandments, including the Sabbath. And you add all about the house of worship that was never commanded, right? And then what's really baffling about the Ten Commandments of the Iglesia Christ, if you look at it, the, the title, the top part, what does it say? The Ten Commandments and preserving salvation. Okay, let's test that. I mean, what commandments will preserve our salvation? Is it the Ten Commandments of the Iglesia de Cristo or something else? Well, let's find out. The book of Mark 10, 17 to 19. As Yahushua started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Yahushua answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Okay, here we have someone who wants to know how to receive everlasting life, right? And so this man runs up to Yahushua and asks Yahushua, he fell on his knees. So he was a believer, right? He believes he's the Messiah. He goes to him and asks, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What was the first response of our loving Yahushua? Take note, this is not the only response. We all know that for, for one to be saved, you need to accept and follow Yahushua and be baptized into his body, right? And so we need to do that. That's first and foremost. However, to preserve your salvation, what does Yahushua tell him? He says to him, uh, first of all, he says, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. And then he goes to the, to the man and says, you know what? The commandments. In other words, Yahushua is telling them, you already know the commandments, Right? He doesn't have to tell you what they are. You already know the commandments. What is Yahushua telling him to do? To obey what? The commandments. But which commandments? Is it the Ten Commandments that Yahuwah gave to Moses? Or is it this Ten Commandments? Did Yahushua say to them, obey the Ten Commandments in preserving salvation? Is that what Yahushua said? No. He said, you know the commandments. What are they? Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. So he gave examples. He did not give the entire 10 because he already knows it, but he's emphasizing which commandments, which commandments are they? The 10 commandments that Yahuwah God gave to who? To Moses, not, not these 10 commandments, but the 10 commandments that Yahuwah God gave to Moses, that's the commandment that we are to obey to preserve our salvation, right? This is why, you know, when they ask about Sabbath, they say it's no longer part, it's part of the Ten Commandments, but it's to be observed by the people of ancient Israel, right? 
Is that what Yahushua is saying? Yahushua says in Matthew 5, 17 to 19, do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. I tell you the truth until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Anyone who breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And so according to Brother Bob, the Ten Commandments only for ancient Israel. And this is the standard of the Galatian Christian. Ten Commandments doesn't apply to us. It applies only to ancient Israel. But what does Yahushua say? Yahushua says something different. Right? What did he say? He says the law and the prophets... They apply to us. And just to be sure that he was speaking clearly enough, he even specified these commandments that was given by Yahuwah Abba to Moses. What are we to do with these commandments? Practice them and teach them. This is what we do in the assembly of Yahushua. We practice them to the best of our ability and we teach these commands including and especially commandment number four, which is what? Observe the Sabbath, keep it holy, right? Why is that important? The book of Revelation 14, 12 to 13. This calls for patient endurance on the part of the saints who obey God's commandments and remain faithful to Yahushua. Then I heard a voice from heaven say, right, blessed are the day who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the spirit, they will rest from their labor for their deeds will follow them. Do we want to be saved? Bible teaches us how we can be saved. Remain faithful to who? Yahusha. How do you remain faithful to Yahusha? You remain in the Lord until death. How can we remain faithful to Yahusha? Obey what? God's commandments. The Ten Commandments. Not the one compiled by the English and the Christa, but the one that Yahuwah himself wrote with his finger and gave to Moses in tablet form, right? Inside the Ark of the Covenant. Those commandments, which includes the observance of Sabbath. In fact, when the prophet Isaiah was speaking about those who want to be saved in the end times, this is what he said in the final passage of our studies. This is what Yahuwah says. Maintain justice and do what is right. For my salvation is close at hand. And my righteousness will soon be revealed. Blessed is the man who does this. The man who holds it fast. Who keeps the Sabbath without desecrating it. And keeps his hand from doing any evil. And so here's Yahuwah through the prophet Isaiah. Speaking to us. Because Isaiah 56, 57, 58, all the way to 60. It speaks about the end times. The end times. Our time. Not ancient times, but our time. And during these end times, what does Yahuwah say for us to do if we want to receive salvation, which is close at hand? Bible says we need to obey the righteousness of Yahuwah Abba. We need to keep the commandments of God. And then the prophet Isaiah specifies one important command, right? He didn't mention every command, although it, we, we must obey all the commands, but he specified one because it was very special to Yahuwah. What is that command? Who keeps what? The Sabbath. 
without desecrating it. Brethren, if you read the Holy Scriptures from cover to cover, you will find the Sabbath is found in so many pages. And every time it is found in those pages, Yahuwah's message is the same. Number one, observe it. Make it a delight. And number two, blessed. Blessed are those who keep and observe the Sabbath. This is true during the days of the patriarchs, the days of Moses, the days of Yahusha, and the end days of this earth. And so, brethren, let us not follow the misleading teachings of the Iglesia de Cristo and Brother Bob. I'm not saying this because I am belittling them as people. No, but they have given us errors, errors that we need to rebuke because this is what the purpose of the Bible is, to rebuke error. And what they have presented about the Sabbath is completely against the teachings of the Holy Bible. This is part two. Next week, wait for part three. You'll be shocked at what he's going to say. And we're going to show that to you in our next uh, episode of the BQA. Let us all, brethren, let us stand for our prayer. Everlasting and most holy Father, yes. Yahuwah Elohim, yes. thank you. Thank you so much for the blessings that you have given to us. Amen. It is so clear in our mind yes. and in our heart that the Sabbath day is a special day to you. Yes. Because even after the, your creative act, yes. long, long ago, you have declared it to be special and holy. Amen. Who are we to desecrate the Sabbath? We only ask for forgiveness if in the past, because of our ignorance, we have desecrated it. Yes. We have been ignorant of it. We have rejected it. But now that we have come to a knowledge and understanding of it, yes. we will acknowledge this truth yes. that we cannot be accused of ever learning, but never acknowledging the truth. Mm -hmm. Father, please help us as we uphold this teaching, yes. teaching that is so dear to your heart. Help us to proclaim this boldly yes. and may more people be moved by this command oh. because it expresses our love for you. Amen. Yahushua, our loving Mashiach, yes. may you help us in this endeavor yes. to proclaim the laws of Yahuwah Abba and to proclaim you as our loving Mashiach. Amen. Increase our faith and help us to be steadfast yes. in the upholding of this truth. Amen. We believe, loving Abba, that you have listened to our prayers. Yes. We ask and beg everything. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahusha HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.